Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about, I'm going to posit the idea that Adam Driver is America's best actor under the age of 40, nay, probably under the age of 50. Now, May and I do have that two-part series of overrated actors and actresses under the age of 50, but I like to do a balance. You know, some of these episodes, like the one on Britney Spears, the one on Olivia Wilde, can be a little scathing, but I also like to do videos where I'm propping up people who I think are doing a good job with their career. So we have a video, for example, on Colin Farrell. We have a video on Margot Robbie, or I should say episodes on Margot Robbie. And so this is one of those episodes where I want to give kudos to Adam Driver. Now, Adam Driver might not be your cup of tea, but I will post a question at the Facebook page for the Simrag, and you let me know who you think is a better actor than Adam Driver. Now, I'm not saying that he's necessarily a leading man type role. Like he can open movies on his own the way Hanks and Ford and others did it back in their peak. What I'm saying is pound for pound, talent for talent, and range and versatility, I don't think there's anybody of his contemporaries that is better. Now, Driver, interesting life. He was he enlisted in the Marine Corps, and he kind of had a turbulent life, like some people enter the, the, the military, and then eventually got into Juilliard, and he succeeded in Juilliard. And his breakout role was when he was on the HBO show Girls. That's when I remember him. That's the first time I saw him. And then from there... He began to get roles pretty quickly. Like the guy is tall. Is he handsome? I don't I don't necessarily know if he's handsome. I think he's got a very unique look, but you could say to be honest that De Niro and Pacino at their peak were not necessarily handsome and both of them are not nearly as tall uh, as Driver is. Driver has a unique look that I think is is malleable and fungible for directors and for producers to use because he you can't be typecasted as like necessarily a straight out leading man but he's also good looking enough where he is believable to be uh opposite a woman okay so we've talked about kind of like with matt damon tom cruise will smith who i think they lack chemistry with their co-stars driver is and I would definitely say T- Timothy Chalamet is one of these as well, who lacks chemistry with anybody. But Driver is sexy in his way. Driver is charismatic, and and maybe he's more in the vein of of you know dare I say, but someone like Brando, where he just kind of oozes a masculinity. But at the same time, he is able to convey a sensitivity as well, and I think that's what makes him quite versatile in what he does now if let's just do a quick filmography on him because um, it just kind of reinforces what i'm talking about here because i don't think may and i would ever do a filmography on driver maybe if this 
fledgling and co-it podcast goes for years, maybe we will do one and we can get her opinion on what she thinks of Driver. So we we look, he has a small part in J. Edgar, with the, which is the Spielberg, I'm sorry, the Scorsese movie from 2011 with our boy DiCaprio. And then he is in Francis Ha with Noah Baumbach. He's going to reunite with Baumbach later on. He also has a, a role in Lincoln, a small role. And then in 2013, again, he's getting these smaller roles, but he's in Inside Lewin Davis, the movie with Oscar Isaac, where that's a Coen brother movie where Isaac kind of plays a musician in the 60s. He does that movie. Then in 2014, he does While We're Young. I've seen that movie. That's another bombback movie where he and one of my crushes, got to the episode on Celebrity Crushes, Amanda Seyfried play these kind of young hipsters and... Ben Stiller and I believe Naomi Watts plays his wife in that movie are, yeah, it's Naomi Watts. They meet them and they just kind of live vicariously through uh, Driver's character and Seyfried and they try to like end up being like them. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. It's, it's a typical kind of Bombackian movie. He also does some ensembles. Again, he's he is young still at this time. He's I mean, he's not super young because he's currently 40 years old. So he's he's in his low 30s. But he does a movie, This Is Where I Leave You. This is one that's done by Sean Levy, Eugene Levy's son. And it, it's an ensemble. It's got Bateman, Tina Fey, Rose Byrne, and so forth. Catherine Hahn, the immortal Catherine Hahn. So at this point in his career, he's doing these small parts. He's getting some, some good publicity. And then he gets the coup of coups. And I think for him, this... Getting this role has not hurt his career, whereas you see others who get these gigantic roles, they can't ever overcome it. But of course, he's Kylo Ren, the grandson of Darth Vader, to spoiler alert, go to the episode we just did on on the Star Wars trilogy, ranking the nine movies. He plays Kylo Ren in Force Awakens and then the subsequent two movies, and I think he's great. I think he does a great job, especially in the first one where he plays kind of the young, impetuous Kylo Ren. And really, you watch that movie because at this point, he's 33 years old, but he almost plays Kylo Ren because he's still kind of fresh-faced as almost like a, a, a guy in his 20s, right? So he does a good job, I think, play, like, playing Kylo Ren, just being the impetuous kid. And that scene with Ford where he kills his father, spoiler alert, is a great scene. And he, he does a very good job with that movie and of course that movie launches him to stratospheric fame all around the world because it's not like a lot of people are watching Inside Lewin Davis and all these kind of Oscar bait movies and Bombakian movies and so forth. So he gets Force Awakens. Then you think, okay, what is he gonna do with this? And what I love about him is that he kind of does what Michelle Williams did, and we have a video on Michelle Williams, where he still balances out and does the indies but he's also doing mainstream movies because he's smart, right? You want to do one for me, one for you, as they say. And the agents, of course, would like you just to do two for them and none for you. But whatever gets you to do the the, the big movie. Think of it like Entourage, where Entourage, uh, Ari wants him to do Aquaman too, And he's like, no, I want to do Medellin. And he, he gets all upset and he ends up almost, well, he loses uh, getting uh, Aquaman too, And they give it to Jake Gyllenhaal. So 2016, the follow-up year, he does Scorsese Silence. I have seen this movie. It's a great movie. He plays a Jesuit priest who is sent to 17th century Japan 
to find he he does this movie with Andrew Garfield from Spider-Man fam and their job is to find Liam Neeson's character who is a Jesuit priest who went to Japan they were evangelizing the Japanese and they were actually quite successful at the time but there's a rumor in the Jesuit order that that Liam Neeson's character has gone apostate or he's recanted from the Christian faith so the Jesuit hierarchy sent, essentially sends these two young priests to Japan to find Liam Neeson and to confirm whether or not he's gone apostate and also to to tend to the fledgling Catholic Christian population who's being persecuted and crucified and so forth. And it's an underrated Scorsese movie. I love it just simply from my Christian background. I think it's a great movie and he and Garfield do a great job in it. Then he does another Baumbach movie, The Meyerowitz Stories, in 2017. It is a movie that I believe I have seen. It has Adam Sandler and Ben Still. Yes, I have seen this. Then he does Logan Lucky, which is a mainstream movie that he uh, does with Soderbergh. And it has, among other people, the immortal actors of Daniel Craig and Channing Tatum. It's a good movie. I, it, it has to do with kind of like um, NASCAR stuff, but it's 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 a pretty good movie. It's it's great Soderbergh. So he's doing this balance of the two movies. Then he comes back to his Last Jedi, very uh, controversial Star Wars movie. Then he does Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Again, look, and then he does The Man Who Killed Don Quixote with Ter- Terry Gilliam. So he's hitting all these big directors. So you're already looking at since in the time that he really started his film career, he's worked with Clint Eastwood. He's worked with, and my apologies, I thought Clint Eastwood, I thought J. Edgar was a Scorsese movie, but it was a Clint Eastwood directed movie. So he's working with Eastwood, Baumbach, Spielberg and Lincoln, the Coen brothers, J.J. Abrams, Scorsese, Soderbergh, Ryan Johnson, Spike Lee, Terry Gilliam. And wait, the list gets even better. So Black Klansman's a good movie. It's got Denzel's son in it. And it's a 1970s movie where they essentially are detectives who are trying to infiltrate the KKK. It's a good movie. Then in 2019, he does Marriage Story, which is probably the most famous bombback movie. It was Netflix. It's the one he does with Scarlett Johansson. And it's essentially the dissolution of a marriage It's a a tough movie to watch if you've ever been married and divorced. And he plays a screenwriter or he plays a a theater director, a play. Like he does, he directs plays on Broadway and he's married to ScarJo. And then ScarJo, who used to be a child actress, wants to go back to Hollywood. And then it it goes from there. And it just, it's it's a painful movie to watch, but it's a great movie. And his acting is good. And I'm not a big fan of ScarJo, but I think she does a good job in this movie as well. Then he does Rise of Skywalker, which is the last of the trilogy, which is a movie that I think most people would like to forget. Then he's in 2021. He does Last Duel with Ridley Scott, and that's going to be Affleck and Damon's movie. I mentioned that in the Affleck versus Damon episode I did with May. He's great in this as Jacques Legree. Uh, most people think if they haven't seen the movie that it's it's Damon and Affleck of the main roles. No, it's Damon. Damon's wife is allegedly raped by Driver. And so the movie is really about those two. And Affleck has a supporting role. And it's kind of a Rushamon movie. If you know Kurosawa's old movie, it's like it's it's the first half of the movie is 
Damon's perspective, the second half, of the, the, the middle half is Driver's perspective, and the last half is from the wife perspective, played by uh, Jodie Comer. In 2021, he also does House of Gucci. Again, another Ridley Scott, so he does two with Ridley Scott that year. Then he does another Bombback. So he's, he's got five Bombback movies. He does White Noise, which I would admit I have not seen this movie. Then in 2023, he's doing the Ferrari movie, which is with Michael Mann. Again, big director, big director movie. And he's doing a sci-fi movie called 65. We'll see how that goes. But again, he's doing a balance. He's doing a balance. And then lastly, I mean, I don't know how this movie is going to turn out. Francis Ford Coppola is doing a movie called Megalopolis. This movie has been out, rumored, developed for quite some time. And it's got an amazing cast of just zillions of people it's got Maze guy shia labeouf in it it's got adam driver he is the lead lawrence fishburne and other people in it and i mean look he's already worked with scorsese you might as well work with coppola who's the last of the kind of the, the titan directors of the auteur period in the 70s and 80s and look is it going to be good who knows coppola hasn't done, done a movie in so long but again look at his career so he does the small indie movies. He likes doing Bombac. Bombac, I guess he's he's Bombac's muse. So he does these small movies, but he's still balancing it out with big movies like Logan Lucky and Star Wars and and Ferrari. I'm sure is going to be you know Michael Mann's going to be a big movie. And so he he has range. So he can do the like I always say is a litmus test the British period movie where he's doing something like Last Duel. He can do those European kind of centric movies, but he can also do action. He he can do fight scenes like in, in Rise of Skywalker, for example. And he can do small movies like all the Bombback movies in Marriage Story, which is a Bombback movie. So he can play it big. He can play it small. He can do action. He can be leading man. He can do a lot of things. And so he has a lot of talent. And again, I am hard pressed you are hard pressed to tell me who is a better American actor under the age of 40. He's 40. But I would say under the age of 50, who's has a demonstrated track record of the last 10 years of being a good actor, having a lot of range and being universally respected by Hollywood. He has two Oscar nominations. He's already won Emmys and a Tony. So he's he's halfway to the halfway to the EGOT. And look, the other thing I like about Driver, he has this very private life. He's admitted that he doesn't like to watch his movies. He, he really gets intensely sick if he watches his movies. And he has a child with a woman he's been with for almost 10 years, kept the birth private. You know, so this is just so opposite than the couples are like, I'm about to give birth like Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. These guys are, you know, I'm going to sell the, the pictures to Us Weekly and all this. He is like Michelle Williams, keeps it quiet, focuses on the work. And I just love actors that are like this. So guys, go to the Cinemarack Facebook page and let me know if you can think of an actor who's better than Adam Driver under the age of 50. That's American. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.